Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at virtual.com slash podcast. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. As the Nationals are a strike away from franchise history and some World Series history. As Hudson tries to close it out. It'll be another 3-2 pitch to Michael Brantley. Hudson sets. The kick and here it comes. Swing and a miss! Swing and a miss! Swing and a miss! And a World Series Game 7 winning Curly W is in the books. The celebration is on. The Washington Nationals are the World Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Half Street High Heat. Thank you for joining us, as always. I am joined by my solo co-host today, Brian. Nick is on vacation, so um, it'll just be the two of us today. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at awhite7877. You can follow Ryan at DC Natchak and the show at Half Street High Heat. How's it going? Now, I just want to say, I think it's very rude that Nick is on vacation in the nice weather while we're up here freezing our butts off because it's absolute freezing after it was like 70 degrees last week. Um, But yeah, besides that, I'm great. (laughs) Besides that, no, I absolutely hate this weather. Every day, like the first cold day in November, I'm like, okay, cool. I'm ready for spring. That's it for me. I am not a cold weather fan. A good snowstorm at least would be nice. We can't even get that. It's just crappy and cold. And we that was no the good most snow. embarrassing snowstorm I saw. I know. It was really I, – I was embarrassed for, for the whole region on its behalf. <laughs> I, was, I mean, Newfoundland, they're getting a real snowstorm. I don't know yeah, if any of you guys listening have seen those videos feet. online, but they're crazy. Which seems fun only from afar, but probably super sucks if you're actually trying to take Oh, it's going to be miserable if you live there. <laughs> yeah. I never shovel snow, except, like, I'll do a little bit around. But I've got, you know, I'm married and I have two teenage sons, so, like, shoveling is not on my list of tasks these days. I'm sure one day, again, I'll have to shovel, but right now, not so much. I mean, that, you, you right, can't so, even shovel that. No. No, you can't. You just have to... I guess wait for it to melt in sometime in March. I don't even know. What <laughs> I don't even know. Like, how do you even get out of your house? Like, you can't open your doors. It's crazy. But having said that, I'd still be, I'd still sign up for that. Sounds like fun. 
All right, so let's talk about baseball, and um, let's hear the weekend review. Yes, I have waited for this all week long. Um, for one, we all week, have, Ryan. <laughs> even for one day, baseball was the center of the sports world and was legit fun. Like NFL counts were jumping in during championship week. MLB dominated these headlines this week, and I broke all the chaos down in chronological order. We start. Before we dive into everything, there was a report that MLB teams are upset about the punishment that the Astros received. They thought that they protected the franchise and the owner and did not do enough to deter teams from doing it. After that was announced, LA City Council announced that they were having a vote to come forward to MLB to force them to give both the 2017 and 2018 World Series trophies to the Dodgers. The Dodgers, <laughs> the Dodgers' largest fan uh fan crowd or group whatever you want to call them are planning a trip to the astros first game of the season to make sure they're there to heckle oh, them this is also a friendly reminder amazing oh it's gonna be beautiful um the all-star game is hosted by the dodgers this year and the astros <laughs> go to new york in september mark those down in your calendars and then everything goes buck wild tuesday the red sox announced that they are firing alex cora MLB announces that this will not impact their investigation or their decisions for disciplines for both the clubs, for the club, and Alex Cora. That's all that happened on Tuesday. Wednesday, rumors begin to float that the Mets are torn on what to do with Beltron. They saw it as a damned if they do, damned if they don't situation. Half the front, out, front office wanted him gone. The other half believed that the Mets should not be punished for something that he did not do as a member of the Mets. Later that night, an account that was believed to be Carlos Beltran's niece said that Beltran was stepping down as manager of the Mets. And Wednesday, we move to Thursday, the greatest day. Bananas day. In MLB the greatest history. day in MLB history. It starts off with Jessica Mendoza saying that it's tough to swallow what Max Fried did. Um, it's good to know that Don't she you has... mean Mike Fires, not oh, Excuse me, wrote down the wrong name in my notes here. Thank you for correcting that. Um, <laughs> it's good to know that she has no issue with completely staining and tainting the game of baseball. She had an issue with someone coming forward to stop it. And then quickly after that, the Mets announced that Carlos Beltran is stepping down as manager of the New York Mets before he manages a game. Please never change Mets. But this... This is where everything just turns on his head. The account that said uh, it was Beltran's niece drops a haymaker. She says, and I quote, I was told to stay quiet, but I won't anymore. I'm sorry, Tio. Jose Altuve and Alex Bregman use wires that buzz on inside right shoulder from hallway video guy. Then, in another tweet, said she had pictures and was going to save them for a rainy day. The Carlos Beltran family immediately states that that is not her niece, but we're just getting started. That tweet already blew up and the ray gone viral. Gary Sheffield Jr. Jr. said that's not his niece, that's a player. Uh, Trevor Bauer quotes the tweet about the wires and says, I've heard this from multiple parties too, for what it's worth. Now, this is where John Boy and hundreds of other accounts start going to work. Um, 
the internet immediately pulls up Jose Altuve celebrating his walk-off against Chapman where he's yelling at his teammates to not pull off his jersey. Altuve immediately ran to the dugout to change. People started finding endless videos, pictures, and moments of the Astros celebrating where numerous players look like they had a wire on them. Tommy Pham jumps in on it, tweets out the picture of Altuve with something under his jersey, and he circles it. Um, multiple players, including Trevor, Trevor Bauer, go on the record saying that MLB knew about the sign stealing for years, but did absolutely nothing about it, even though numerous teams complained and MLB just wanted to save face. MLB immediately, I mean like five minutes following that, comes out and issues a statement saying they found no evidence of Astros players using wires or buzzers to cheat. Players continue to speak about the situation and keep saying that MLB swept it underneath the rug. So why should we believe MLB? Mike Clevenger, Cody Bellinger, Alex Wood, Aroldis Chapman, CC Sabathia, Marcus Stroman, Chris Archer, and more all jump in and make comments about it, including comments saying they're ruining the game of baseball, they are going to throw at them, they're very happy they throw 98, and that the game is going to correct itself. Aaron Judge deleted his congrats posts for Altuve on winning the 2017 MVP. Since then, more players have commented on it. After this, MLB sends out a memo to all players to cease and desist, talking about the sign stealing and any new accusations. But guess what? The players didn't listen. And then, this is just the wildest part to me. Uh, this kid of the Mariners' third base coach said everyone knew the Astros did this and MLB did nothing to stop it. He also claims that Mike Trout is lying about a thyroid issue to take HGH. Um, Friday, Trevor Bauer said that everyone knows Mike Trout takes HGH for his thyroid issue, but it's medical, so no one really cares. MLB immediately addresses that, saying that this is not true. Mike Trout does not take HGH and has no thyroid issue. Imagine, imagine how bad that would have been for baseball if he took HGH. The funniest comment of the week goes to Mike Piazza. He did an interview with MLB Network saying that in his day, something like this would have never happened. Mike Piazza clearly has CTE because, you know, he played during the whole steroid era. Um, mm -hmm. Jack Medall says Tony La Russa was using cameras in the 80s to steal signs. Says he's sick and tired of this and he's whistleblowing. But here's the reality. The report said that this was player-driven, and yet the three people punished were the only three members not protected by the MLBPA. MLB will not suspend players for the wrongdoing and fears of this impacting the CBA. And with the negotiations coming up, the union is going to protect every single player. MLB is going to sweep this under the rug and never speak of this again. Bad news, this is the biggest scandal to rock the sport, arguably since like the Black Sox era. Um, but this is the era of social media. Social media does not forget. The internet will not forget this, and they will not let this go down, and this is not dying down anytime soon. This is following the Astros for a long, long time. And then in other news, Josh Donaldson signed with the Twins for the four years. He says the Braves' offer was nowhere near in the same round financially. And then lastly, the Giants hire the first ever female coach in MLB history. So I'm ending the week in review on a very historic moment. All right. Well, that was packed. This <sighs> I know it's almost impossible to even keep track of the absolute insanity that's been going on online this week. Oh my God! I've amazing. never seen anything like it. But I would argue that this is worse than the than anything since the Black Sox scandal. I think it's worse than the PED era. You, know, you still have to be able to hit it, 
if you, but knowing what's coming really is just it, it just is so damaging to the pitchers, especially and Arian Dolan, who for those of you who don't know is Sean Doolittle's wife, had a just totally That's went off about name. all of this. I think so. I think I'm saying <laughs> it right. Um, anyway, she totally went off on Twitter this week about this whole thing and about how devastating this is to pitchers because they start trying to correct mechanics that aren't even wrong, and they're wondering what happened. And it's you know it's hard on them mentally because they're rolling along, and then all of a sudden they think you know something's wrong and they lose their confidence. And we all know what happens. We've all seen pitchers who've lost their confidence and how much it can affect them. And you know the guys who are bubble guys who maybe didn't get another chance to come up. There was, I think, it was in The Athletic. I can't remember who the author was. It was in The Athletic. Early on, about nine pitchers who were demoted after um, facing the Astros in 2017 and that only one of them has even made it back into the MLB. And obviously, you can't say it's exactly, it was only because of the Astros, but it certainly is part of it. And the, the effects of this sort of systemic Cheating in the sport are hard to quantify, but they're they're wide ranging and devastating. And the the punishment from MLB is so weak and laughable. I'm so furious that they've just let it all go. And then to listen to Altuve and Bregman do their interviews oh at the God. Astros Fan Fest was just nauseating. They're trying to play. I don't. If you all haven't watched those interviews from Houston's Fan Fest this past weekend, go find them online. They are so bad. They don't accept any responsibility. There's no apology. They're they're trying to play this like we're the underdogs and we're going to get through this. And Like get through what? Everybody else has to get through this. You screwed everyone else over. What are you talking about? Anyway, I was furious. And MLB is not going to get away with letting this go, I don't think. No, like, they're not at all, because the entire league is pissed off, not just the fans. Like, MLB players don't really have, like, a huge mark on social media, but all of them are chiming in about this and making jokes of it and talking about how serious this is. Like, you're talking about knowing every single pitch that was coming for years. Like, nothing for years. Com- compares to this. And all of them are they're so smug and arrogant. Like, all of them were oh. so loud on social media, but now they're dead quiet. Right, and now they got, they got nothing Where's to say. Justin Verlander? Where's Kate Upton, who never shuts oh, up online? There like, they are. Where are they right now? Someone found a burner account that people believe is either Justin Verlander or Kate Upton. <laughs> because people I got to find that. Oh, my God. John, uh, John Boy posted it, and it's so funny because they're like, don't bring in Verlander and the pitchers. This has nothing to do with them, especially a pitcher who's a Cy Young Award winner who was here before all this happened, blah, blah, blah. And, like, people already think the Astros cheat with pitchers anyway, so they probably do. But, like, it's so funny. Like, own up to it. They keep saying these accusations are stupid. They're not accusations anymore. Like you guys were found And why guilty. would anybody believe you? Why would anybody <laughs> believe MLB? And why would anybody believe Bregman or Altuve or any of them? Nothing you say matters anymore. You're a liar and a cheater, and nobody believes you. If you told me that they had buzzers, did you see that video of Altuve after he hits the walk-off off Chapman? Immediately runs the, the dugout. Right. Now, I know you mentioned it in there, but what's weird to me is I saw the slow-mo video of him, and he's, like, holding the shirt, and he's saying – what people think he's saying, anyway, is la camisa no, la camisa no, which means not the shirt in Spanish. And, like, why would you – he's not smiling. He's not celebrating. All he's doing is, like, yelling at the team not to pull his shirt off. Like, that's weird. And you could – I might dismiss that, like, oh, it's conspiracy theory, but after everything else that's come out, I don't doubt it for a second. That's the thing. Like, all these things that happened during their run completely just, eh, you know, whatever. But now it's like, 
light bulbs are going off. All this makes sense. Yeah. How he was sitting on the slider against Aroldis Chapman and like just so right. many weird things. But And Max too. Like Max and the, I don't know. I believe it was going on this year too. I don't doubt it oh, for there's, one second. There's I don't think no this was no way they stopped this year. Yeah. Like, no, there's no way. Why would they? It was working. They've been to they, how many World Series? I mean, they keep going to the World Series. They've been one of the best teams in baseball, and everybody's like, oh, it's because their analytics are so good. I don't care how good your analytics are. Like, those guys have been cheating. I don't I don't believe for one second it wasn't going on I mean, right up until the past World Series. look at their home and road splits in the playoffs. Like, and especially considering the fact that, like, other teams warned the Nats that they're going to steal their signs, and they've been doing this for a while. Like, everyone in baseball knew. Like, Everyone knew. This is the best part of it. The Nats beat won all four games in Minute Maid. Like they went out and they're making fake signs. They're constantly changing the signs because so many teams warned them that they were going to do this and they still lost. Like they can't even cheat correctly yeah. anymore. <laughs> well, but you know, the thing that gets me is like, yes, all of that is true, but it shouldn't have been necessary for the pitchers to be worrying about having each individual pitcher having five sets of signs. I mean, the catchers have to remember all that stuff. The pitchers have to remember all that. It's unfair. It tilts the playing field in favor of the Astros, even if you know it's happening, because you still have to account for it. So I'm just furious with Major League Baseball, though. I can't believe how light these punishments were, especially after all the rumors about this is going to be the harshest punishment in history, and it's going to be they're not taking this lightly, and, and all they want is for this to go away. Yeah, and, like, the Internet won't allow them because their hand was forced, and everyone started finding clips and everything. We're like, oh, my God, like, you could hear the whistling. You could hear the trash uh, – trash cans and the trash all this can other banging. stuff yep. and then mlb was like okay well now our hand is forced you have to so like the internet can't make this go away because you know baseball is going to do everything they can they acted quickly with the punishment yep. thinking it would all go away and it's not yeah it's and you know worse. carlos beltran people are arguing with some i mean i can see the argument they're saying he was a player at the time and he's the only person who was a player at the time who's being punished and I don't think that means he shouldn't be punished. I'm glad he lost his job, and I hope he doesn't. I hope none of those guys come back into baseball again. I would like, you know how I am about Barry Bonds and about the PED stuff. Like, I hate the cheating. It, it, it messes with the integrity of the game. It's terrible for fans. It's terrible for the players who aren't cheating. I'd like to see every single one of those guys, if you can prove that they were cheating, especially this wire thing. I want them, I want them out of baseball. I know people are going to think that's crazy because Bregman and Altuve are some of the best players in baseball. But if you've been doing that, your ass should be out of the league. That's ridiculous behavior. Everyone knew that wasn't allowed. There's no – we didn't realize it was a violation, which is what some of the players have been telling the league. Like, I want those guys out of baseball. If baseball really wanted to, to have this never happen again, they would bring the hammer down on the players. And no one would ever dare do it again because it would be putting your career at risk. But they don't care. And so they did this where, you know, they slapped everybody on the wrist. The only people who got fired were a couple of front, you know, a couple of front office people, and that's it. Yeah. I mean, like, look at the impact this even had on you, Darvish. Like, you, Darvish, got lit up in the World Series, mm -hmm. and he completely reexamined everything. Like, he said, it took him the entire right. offseason trying to figure out how am I tipping pitches? Like, he went to change his form. Like, it hurt him in the offseason with contracts. Like, it completely right. changed the I narrative. Think he got him. a legitimate lawsuit. I, if I were him, <laughs> I'd be considering it. Like, for lost wages. Seriously. Right. I mean, think about the fact that how a much did his play, performance in that World Series. That, yeah. 
they could, but I think with you, Darvish, there's you know a really clear oh, how much how much did it hurt his value that off season to have had that performance in the playoffs and in the or in the World Series against the Astros. Like that had a direct effect. So I don't know if any of this stuff will ever come to fruition legally. But baseball doesn't have to. Nothing has to be beyond a reasonable doubt. They're a private organization. They could bring the hammer down if they wanted to, and they didn't, and they won't, because just like with PEDs and just like with the domestic violence stuff, they don't actually care. They just want the best players playing, and they don't care about the the ethics or the morality of it. Yeah, I mean. Randall Gritchett at uh, the Jays Fan Fest said that he wants the Astros stripped of the World Series title. Like, this is yep. what we need. The players need to keep talking about it. But yeah, this isn't they going away stripped. anytime soon. That should have been, and that's there's even precedent for you know the, for not having a champion in a particular year. It's not like you, you're going to award it to the Dodgers, but you should strip it from them. They should not be able to have their 27 foot high sign outside of their stadium down in Florida that says World Series champions. Like, take that away. Hit them where it hurts. And all those fans, like, can you imagine being an Astros fan? I actually feel sorry for them. Would you ever go out in your world champion shirt or hat again? (laughs) Some of them. Some (laughs) of them. But I got to think if I found out, I I loved this World Series run. It was one of the most fun sports experiences of my entire life to go through this World Series run the Nats just had. And if I found out that they cheated their way to it, I would be so pissed off. I'd be so sad, and I would I would not want to ever wear or represent anything again for that World Series. Do you know what I mean? The fans are the victims here, too. Yeah, it sucks. But it's so entertaining. <laughs> I love it so much. <laughs> it is, entertainment factor-wise, extremely high. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so we could talk about that forever. I mean, that's all everyone's talking about. It's really all that's going on in baseball this week. I mean, you mentioned Josh Donaldson, which is funny that one of the biggest free agents of the this offseason signed, and everybody's just like, yeah, that's cool. But did you hear about Jose Altuve running <laughs> into the tunnel? Right, it is. And the, the uh, thing about the first female coach in MLB being hired is very, very cool. Um, you know, that's starting to happen in, in a lot of the major sports slowly. But that's awesome. So a couple of other things happening, but the Nats weren't really up to much of anything. No, their uh, their roster is pretty set, and now we can kind of just look ahead to you know spring training and a couple of the battles they got going on. So what do you think? That was one of the notes I had here on the document for us to discuss. Um, anything you think as far as battles for the Nats? It seems like they've got a lot of guys who are going to be part-time players, so it's not so much battles yeah, for a starting job the way it normally would be. So the clear, the obvious one is the fifth starter spot. Um, you know, that's probably going to come down to the option situation. And whoever does have any options is going to make the roster. But, whoever, I mean, so the fifth, the fifth uh, pitching rotation spot, the third baseman starter, Kari Kibum, is going to get the chance. But Rizzo Ray mm-hmm. said he's going to have to outshine um, Estrubo Cabrera. And I really hope. Kibun outshines Cabrera. Like, come on, man. <laughs> and like, if you lose your franchise cornerstone, replacing him with your top prospect, completely okay. Replacing him with a 36-year-old journeyman, part-time player, really hurts my feelings. So I pray, Kibun, please <laughs> win that. I am personally <laughs> offended by Estrubal <laughs> um, Cabrera being the third baseman. Not mm-hmm. nothing against Estrubal Cabrera, but please don't be my everyday third baseman. Just, just keep your role of being a rotating guy, but. 
the bullpen's another one to look at. Like, I think for the first time, while wow, Nats actually have some choices with arms. Like, looking at it, we know uh, Doolittle. Um, what's his name? Oh my god, I can't remember his name. They just signed him. Will Harris. There we go. Doolittle, Harris, <laughs> Hudson. Um, I think Strickland. Strickland. Oh god, Strickland. Strickland, Elias, Suero, Rainey. Yeah. Um, who else am I forgetting? So that's seven right there. Yeah. And I'm interested that... to see what Elias and Rainey and Suero do. Um, you know, we kind of know a little bit what we have. I mean, we've discussed Hudson and how, you know, he's kind of a prime candidate for a regression. Hopefully that's not the case. But those other guys are kind of wild cards. Like, they were very hit or miss last year, no pun intended. And you just never really know, um, you know, what you're going to get whenever they come out. But I'd really love to see Suero particularly make some strides this year. And um, also Rainey, who's got great stuff, but questionable control. Yeah, I mean, Suero and Rainey, their stuff is so good when they're on. But the question is, you Mm -hmm. don't know where the pitch is going. And, like, Suero is so raw. Like, we saw it a lot. Like, his potential is great. But we just – yeah. Are the Nats actually going to be able to develop him? Like, they don't exactly have the longest history of that. Um, and I think Suero and Rainey are going to be the key to the Nationals' bullpen being locked down because I don't really think Hudson is going to be that good this year. Like, I mean, like, he'll still be good, but nowhere near he was last year. That's just me. Um, and then Doolittle and Harris will be fine. Elias, I hate him so much. I hated the move at the time. <laughs> I still hate it. The guy's not good. Like, he's a lefty who can't get lefties out. And to me, you're kind of pointless. But, Didn't we have enough of that last year? Oh, my God. <laughs> get lefties out. But I'm very Although interested. it is an amazing story about hurting yourself in, like, the first game that you played with your new team and missing the rest <laughs> you're of You were told season. not to swing. Cool. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty amazing, actually. But I'm, well, I'm yeah, ex- so interested about not that. Not much. Yeah, me too, but not much really in battle, the way you normally think of these two guys, like somebody's going to make the roster and somebody isn't. Like you said, the fifth starter, it's going to be based on options, probably. And yeah, Keboom like, is going to be the guy at third. Yeah, like, it's pretty it's pretty obvious, like, at this point. Like, we know, all right, outfield set. We know first base. We know second base is going to be, um, oh, my God, why am I blanking on everyone today? <laughs> Starlin Castro. <laughs> second base. All right, I woke up from a nap right before we did this, so, like, that's why I'm a mind. Oh, that sounds now. nice. We got Castro, Turner, and then Gomes and Suzuki at home. And then I even think, like, between the three options for the fifth spot, it's Ross, Fetty, and both. I think two of them make the roster. Like, I think one of them's going to be the fifth guy, and then one of them's going to be the long man out of the bullpen. And then the other one's mm-hmm. just going to go back down AAA. And the Nats really haven't had that long guy out of the bullpen. So I think that's something they're going to do this year. And they'll continue to the fact that, like, maybe this bullpen is a strength for once. Like, I don't know. Maybe it's actually so. looking pretty it good certainly right now. doesn't feel like as much of a weakness as it usually does at the beginning of the season. So of those three guys, do you have a prediction or a preference on who's the long man, who's the fit starter, and who's back at AAA? Um, I kind of like, like both stuff. Like, we saw him pitch last year, and, like, he got, I felt so bad because he got screwed. He got, like, it was like, okay, you're going to face the Braves. Oh, you're going to face the Braves again. You're going to face the Mets. You're going to face the Mets. You're going to face the Mets. Like, he kept going against so good offenses. So they see all your stuff, right. Yeah, and, like, going against him over and over. And he honestly, like, he pitched pretty well. Like, I like to see him be the long man out of the bullpen. You know, you need two, three innings from him. 
that's usually how long he was good for before he got into a little bit of trouble. So I think he'd be perfect mm-hmm. for that. Um, I think Ross gets the fifth spot. I feel like this is the Nats, like, one last shot. Like, we're giving you your 100th shot at this Ross, this rotation <laughs> spot. Yeah. Please do not let it down. And then if he fails, yes. Fetty's going to hold it down for the rest of the year. That's my prediction. Yeah, I'm pretty much with you there. I think that a vote out of the bullpen is probably a good idea. They really do need a long man, and they haven't had one yeah. in quite a while. Um, Ross, to me, this this season reminds me of that Dusty Baker year with Michael A. Taylor where he's like, listen, dude, you're getting another chance. This is going to be it. You need to come correct. And then he still somehow keeps getting <laughs> more chances anyway. Go away! <laughs> So I think Ross is going to be the going to be the fifth starter to start. Although I do like Fetty, and I don't know about Ross going back to Triple. I mean, he's out of options. But like, if you put him on waivers, does he clear? I don't think so. I think some other team will pick him up if you do that. So I don't think you can send yeah, that's him what's down. Because like he's twenty six, so like another team would yeah. be like, oh, we can definitely fix that. Right. He'd be a, he'd be a good project pitcher for another team if they could get him off waivers. So I think if he can't do it, they're going to probably let him start the season, and if he's not getting the job done, he, they're going to put him on waivers, and he's probably gone on waivers. But I guess we'll see. I do like – I do like. Uh, I think Fetty can do it. He's, you know, nothing to write home about, but I think he could be a competent For a five starter. Yeah. 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 I think they've got, they've got three decent options for a five. They're, you know, there's a reason they're a five. Yeah, they're just, their profile is like a four or five, which is fine. I mean, especially like who they have already on the rotation now. I mean, I think all of them are fine. And like, if one of them sucks, (laughs) try the next one. All three of them fail, just go sign some veteran off the media market and see how he does. Go get somebody at the deadline is what will happen. If the fifth starter spot becomes an issue, I think with those three guys, you've got enough options to hold it down. But if it does become an issue, I think instead of trading or instead of picking somebody up for the bullpen at the trade deadline, it'll be a fifth starter maybe. I don't even think you need to trade for a fifth starter. Like it's a fifth starter. Like oh well, he sucks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> push a start back every there, now and then. There may be somebody floating around out on the free agent market at that point anyway, if it becomes a problem. But yeah, it is a it's interesting, and I think. I actually have high hopes for Kibo. I think last year was hopefully an anomaly when he didn't do so well up here. You know, mm-hmm. and a lot of players who've turned out to be great major leaguers didn't do great their first time in the big leagues. So, I, you know, there's a reason he's our top prospect and that he's, you know, the one all the other teams are asking for with potential trades. So I, I've got high hopes for Kibo. He's no Anthony Rendon, at least not yet, but. You know, like you said, you you lost one of your franchise cornerstones. You've got your top prospect. I hope that the transition, if not perfect, can at least be workable. Yeah, I mean, replacing Rendon, like, we all know, like, that wasn't going to happen. Um, but I think, like, Kibun this year, he's probably going to struggle a little bit defensively just because he did down the minors at this position, and it's a pretty big transition trying to learn it. But that's what the offseason mm-hmm. spring training's for. Like statistically, Rendon wasn't that great defensively either. And like he looked great with the eyes, but actually when you looked at his analytics, he was in the bottom ten for most of the stats. So like, are you really gonna lose that much defensively, Kibu? Probably not. Offensively, um, he's mashed in like every single level. But yeah, to put it I feel like for a good rookie year, if he hits between like 250, 260 to 18 to 24, 25 home runs. I think that's yeah. a great rookie season. 
I'd be perfectly content with that, especially because, as we discussed a week or two ago on the pod, is, you know, the, the improved bullpen hopefully means they're giving up a lot fewer runs than they did last year. And so while you may not be replacing all of Rendon's offensive production, hopefully defensively with better pitching, you are you don't need to completely replace all of his offensive production. Yeah, I mean, there's gonna they're gonna be a different team and playing a different brand of baseball next year, especially with this lineup. There's a lot of contact people, and like it is deeper in that aspect. Yeah, I don't really have like the true threat, which irritates me. But I'm pretty excited to watch Cuban play. I I think he'll yeah. Be, do you think I they're think gonna, gonna slot him in behind uh, Soto? Where do you think they're gonna put him in the lineup? No, they're. I think I think they're gonna have him like six or seventh, like kind of what they did with Robles. Just have him down in the bottom of the order until he gets comfortable. And if he succeeds, you move him up. If not, you can keep him there. Uh, like Robles' biggest fault last year is that he couldn't hit off speed to save his life. So that's why he kind of yeah. like hung out down there. And they're just going to you know, have him down there in the middle of the order, like have a catcher behind him or something so he can you know, get situated, adjusted to the league. And if he uh, succeeds, he'll start sliding up. If not, nah, he's your six or seven hitter, and he's a rookie. No so who do you think is hitting behind Soto? Um, I honestly think it's going to be Starlin Castro. Yeah. I can't think of anybody else. They don't really have that. You know, that um, that Soto-Rendon combination was just so potent last year. It just it hurts me deep in oh. my soul that we're not getting to ever watch that again. <laughs> we were we were so spoiled because that was the best 3-4 combination in baseball. Like, it was it ridiculous was amazing. what they were doing. And, like, Eric Sainz, he's your, like, big threat now. Um, they don't have anyone else, but he can't hit lefty pitching, so he's only going to play about, like, 100, 100-some-odd games. I would say him, yep. but I think I honestly think it's going to be Castro. Just, like, having someone who's going to be able to put the ball in play consistently is your best bet to protect Soto. Yeah, yeah, I think it's kind of probably the best option they've got at this point. And I will say, as much as it makes me sad to lose Rendon and, and that 3-4 combination was so much fun, one of my favorite things about baseball is how every year is different. You you know, every year there's there's different guys. And, you know, mm-hmm. like you said, it's going to be a different brand of baseball. And every year there has to be there have to be changes made. And that's fun. It's fun to see. It's fun to see them adjust and, you know, how they get better as the year goes on. And, I don't know. I'm so excited. Obviously, this offseason has been the best one ever because instead of being sadly disappointed by the way it all ended, we just get to float through the offseason on clouds and clouds of, of joy and happiness. But I can't wait for spring training. Is it 22 days? Are we 22 days out days. now, I think? 22 days. Only three more weeks. <laughs> I am so ready. Thinking about going down there, but still only thinking about it. I haven't bought any tickets or anything. <laughs> Thinking about it. Okay. Um, I guess that's it. There's not much else baseball-y to talk about, at least not Nats-related. So let's get to our Twitter questions. We've got quite a few. Uh, let's see. At Finch960 says, who else has one of these sweet shirts? And it's a picture of a Matt <laughs> Dendecker Nationals jersey. That is strong. That like got me thinking, like, I want to see what people's most random nat piece of nats like gear Ooh, that they own. That's a good one. Like I really want to um, see it. Yeah, I saw one once that was a um, Wang. Remember when Chenmin Wang played? Or, I can never say his name correctly. Wong? Played for the Nats. 
Wong. I always say it wrong. <laughs> oh but holy throwback. Right, right. Remember that? I saw a t-shirt once and I didn't buy it, much to my dismay. I don't know what I was thinking and I could never find it again. But it was, right. uh, it said, up and in like Wong. <laughs> <laughs> really, really funny. And there was another one there that said, what was it? It was a Harper one that said, like, dirty cuts and long balls like Harper or something. There were a whole bunch of these, like, you know, mildly inappropriate t-shirts. But, yeah. yeah, that's a good random one. I don't actually have it. I only saw it once, but I like that. Yeah, it's a good one. We should put that out on the the main show um, account. Ask people to share with us pictures of their most random Nats paraphernalia. That would be a fun. Yes, one. we're putting that out there. Putting that out there. I have a Rendon jersey that I was always the one that I wore every time I went to a game, and I put it away in the back of my closet. Now I need to find something else. <laughs> Sigh. All right, next question, at One Pursuit Takes says, what's your favorite food item at Nats Park? We've done this one, but it's been a while. We have. My, my taste varies based on the mood I'm in. Like, towards the end of the season, I became obsessed with, like, the 202 Cantina nachos. They were so mm. freaking good. Um, I think overall, I, I may have to go to Backyard Barbecue Tachos. Those are a classic. I can't eat them that much because they're so heavy. But they're so good. Yeah, they are good. But I need a nap afterwards. So, like, <laughs> that's the game. <laughs> yeah. And since Nick's not here, we, we don't have to revisit the ridiculous nacho conversation that we oh recently had. But I know I what is wrong with disrespect. I know. It's really shocking. It's really <laughs> shocking. But mine's still the pupusas. The pupuseria so at Nats Park is amazing. Um, they're Everything they have there is good. They have pork and chicken. I like the chicken ones the best. But they're so good, and that um, is one of my absolute all-time favorite things to have there. And I get one every time I go before the game starts because it does – the lines sometimes get really long, and I don't like to get up and stand in long lines in the middle of the game. So I always try to just stuff my fat face before the game starts so that I don't really feel hungry the rest of the game. Also, blue raspberry shave ice. That's my other go-to when it's hot out. That's a good one. Mm -hmm. That's my favorite. All right. Um, at put Jacoby in HOF says, should the Nats give Trevor, Trevor Rosenthal to a minor league deal with spring training invite? I'm assuming um, we miswrote that and he didn't, but I don't know. I think they're saying, should the Nats sign Trevor Rosenthal to a minor league deal with a spring yeah. training invite? Why stop at minor league when you can just guarantee him the eighth <laughs> inning role and just Fifth assume everything's going to be okay? <laughs> <laughs> He's going to be the new cleanup hitter. Yep, I'm a fifth starter. A fifth starter and cleanup hitter. You can do it all. <laughs> Anyone who can have an infinite ERA can do anything. Or... All right, at the Rally Mullet says, what's the best worst-case scenario for Keyboom now that he's the one replacing Rendon at third? We sort of touched on this already. Yeah. Best-case scenario, I'm going high hopes. Rookie of the year. Worst-case scenario, <laughs> scenario, he struggles in uh, spring training. And he has to go back down to AAA and ask Cab as a starter. But then again, like, is that really so bad because it's still helping him and the ball club in the future? So, like, is it really yeah. a bad scenario for him? Okay, the next one is at Scherz Week says, out of Zim, Bryce, and Strauss, who was the most important to the franchise? This is it's an interesting this question. Is a tough question because, like, mm -hmm. 
everyone had like such a crucial role to the franchise like zim was like the ushering of nats to dc like he is mr national he's like the first favorite fan of everyone then you go to strauss and he was like the first sign that hey like this team is starting to come around and he also was a massive part in playing uh winning the world series and then when bryce showed up that's when like in 2012 that's when the Nats were like on the national stage. That's when like he's the fan base started coming in. The young people started watching and like, that's when everything started to go really well for the team. So that's a good question. I honestly a really don't know good the one. answer. Like, I don't know if I can I answer that question. Important. It, you know, who was the most important is so subjective. I, I think, you know, each of them was the most important in a certain way. If I had to pick one, I'm going to go with Strauss just because he's going to be a, because of the World Series and because he's going to be a lifelong Nat like Zim. Mm-hmm. So to me, Bryce, as important as Bryce was, Bryce was a guy who spent, you know, seven years here and then probably will spend twice that amount of time in the league someplace else. So mm-hmm. it's fresh. But if you're looking, I think if we look 20 years in the future and look back, Bryce isn't going to be on this list with Zim and Strauss. Do you know what I'm saying? Like right I now, you. I got you. We've got recency bias, but I just don't think a guy who, you know, spent two thirds of his career elsewhere can be on the list with Zim and Strauss. But I think I would go. God, that's really hard. Like that's you said, Zim question. is Mr. National, but I think when it comes right down to it, Strauss. Again, if you let's let's zoom out 20 years, Strauss is going to be in the Hall of Fame. I think with the Nats hat on, and Zim isn't. So Zim's going to be a guy that, like, if you're a Nats fan from the beginning, you're going to always know who Ryan Zimmerman is or was and who he was to the team, but he's not going to be the guy who, you know, everybody, I don't know, he, I don't think he's going to be as, you know, important in the history of the franchise as Strasburg. I, I respect, I, yeah, I mean, I agree with it. I don't really, I don't have anything else to say to that answer. That's a good question and a good answer. All right. All right. Good questions. Good answers. Look at us. <laughs> All right. Next one is at Italia Gypsy says, do you think MLB will punish individual players if the buzzer <clears throat> rumor ends up being real? Yes, I do think they will. I think they're going to Really? I don't, see, I, do. I, don't, I don't think they will. Like, I don't think the MLBPA will allow them. Like, I think there's a little bit of a level of like immunity that we don't know about. And also, MLB is not, and they will not suspend star players because they lack stars. I think that the whole marketing side of it is something the MLB will not steer away from. I see. I disagree. I think right now they are in the middle of a s storm. This is a family podcast. I won't say a bad word, family but um, right now this is kind of blowing up all over the place. But if there, be, if it becomes incontrovertible, if there's actual proof that this is real and they can't just say, oh, it's rumors, nobody can prove anything, our investigation didn't find any evidence, that kind of crap that they're doing now. If it becomes incontrovertible that this was happening, I think they have to punish them. I don't know how you can, you know, apparently, and I read somewhere, I can't remember exactly where it was, that all of the players on the Astros when they were interviewed by Major League Baseball for this investigation said, we didn't realize that this was a violation. Like that was the that was the line, the party <laughs> line for the team was we didn't realize it was a violation. I don't know how you could make that stupid argument with these wires. Like there's no chance you can say, oh, you know, maybe we went a little bit too far, but we didn't know it was actually illegal. But th- that's a ridiculous thing to do. And when you watch that video of, of Altuve, in the ALCS this year, I don't, 
it's weird behavior. Like, I don't know whether he's wearing a buzzer under his shirt or not, but it's weird behavior. And then he apparently said something like, oh, my wife doesn't like me to have my shirt off or my wife. I'm shy. When he wears my his wife shirt off all the to. time. Right. He's got like four gazillion shirtless selfies on Instagram. Like, it, it's just, it just stinks. It doesn't pass the, the eyeball test. Like, why would you behave that way? It's weird. And when you already know he's a liar and a cheater, like, why would you give him the benefit of the doubt? I agree. I think they will. I think if, if I hope, it winds I hope up being proven that it, they're going to have to punish them. And I hope they punish them extremely harshly. All right. At Jimmy Law says, did ASCAP and Thames take discounts to come here? Seems like we got them on the cheap. That's a really good question. It does seem like we got them on the cheap. It does. Like, I don't, I don't think the Nats got them on the discount. I think that's more of like the sad reality of the free agent market for a 33 and 34 year olds who are more in like a platoon role nowadays. Like, I mean, well, Cabrera, he may have taken the discount because I think like someone else offered them more money. But I think that's kind of just like the sad reality of the market now. Like, if you're even though these guys play huge roles for clubs, teams are like, yeah, eh, you're 33. Yeah, um, but wasn't it four million for Thames? Like that shocked me when I saw so it. Cheap. Like that guy. If you look at his numbers, if you if you took that, you didn't look at age, and you just looked at that guy's numbers. Can you imagine that contract? I mean, yeah, I, I don't like understand if you're only OPS signing him for a year, year or two. Yeah, I mean, those numbers are worth a lot more money if you're, say, 28 instead of 34. Yeah, shout out to the market. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. But, key for the matches here. but a lot of other teams, I remember seeing on Twitter right after the Thames signing, a lot of other teams like, are you serious? It only costs $4 million to only get that guy? What the hell million. is RG? It, you know, like, what, what is RGM doing? Like, why is we not get that guy? Yeah, I, didn't, I think that's I didn't, an excellent deal. I didn't think they were going to sign Thames because I honestly thought he was going to go for like more money. And I saw they signed him. It was like four mil, and I was honestly shocked. I was like, "What?" Me too. Like I thought he would get at least yeah. like eight million. Me too. Me too. I was shocked by the number. So I don't know if it was if it was a discount to come here because that implies that like they just wanted to play here so much that they were willing to take a discount, or if the market if they got. I wouldn't be surprised if they got offers from two or three teams and they were all sort of commensurate with each other and they might have come here because, you know, I think D.C.'s got a pretty decent reputation as a good place to play and they just won the World Series and are, you know, still pretty stacked for another playoff run. But we definitely got them for great contracts. So yeah. Howie Kendrick 100% took a discount. He did. Oh, I don't know if the other two did. I was surprised we got him back because I thought for sure he was heading to the AL somewhere. Yeah, he's just at that point of his career, doesn't want to move. He likes, he yeah. loves it here. Well, we love him here too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and our last Twitter question is from at Nats. How do you say this word? <laughs> E-U-T-Y-C-H-U-S. I don't know what that means. Sorry. Uticus? Nats Uticus? I don't know. Casey or San Fran? Uh, throwing out to the NFL here. Jimmy G, because he's so handsome. Just kidding. Um, I'm going. I'm going <laughs> Kansas City. That. I mean, sorry. I'm going. I'm going San Francisco. That defense and run game. Um, as much as I like to see Mahomes win, I think Kansas City wins it. And Bruce Allen's going to be. You mean? Pissed. You mean you think San Fran wins it? You can't yeah, talk today. I know. I told you. I took a nap before. <laughs> I like. I took a longer nap than I wanted to today. And it's just oh, that's the me worst. Off. 
when I sleep like, too long, like I can take like a 30-minute power nap. Beyond that, then I'm like ruined for the rest of the yeah, day. Yeah, like, like I, I already know I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight, so that's going to be fun. <laughs> Damn. All right, so I'm going to take Kansas City. For one thing, because oh. I really want to, yeah, I really want to see Reed win a Super Bowl. I feel like the Redskins are so far out of it that, like, they don't even, you know, if I have to root for another, if I have to root for somebody in the World Series, I'm rooting for Kansas City. You mean the Super Bowl? Yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> Both of us are on our A game. I'm in basically an A game. Because Nick is probably going to listen to this and be like, are you guys serious? You're just falling apart without me. <laughs> He's the glue. The glue. We miss you, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and we're going to finish off with Ryan's Tweet of the Week segment. Yes. What do you got? So uh, there's there's a lot to choose from this week because the memes were absolutely unreal. Even though it's, know, not, it's, hard to pick. <laughs> it's not a tweet, but I couldn't believe this was real when I saw that first. And I don't know if you guys follow CC Sabathia on Instagram. Highly recommend it. Um, on Thursday, when all this was going down, CC Sabathia on his Instagram posted the picture of Jose Altuve on the on deck circle with one of those like stadium metal detectors in front of him, and all he said was "guarantee." And I was crying because like all these athletes yeah. started commenting on it also, and like I don't know, old CC Sabathia who Ray spoke about this is very upset about it. Posted yeah. on his social media, what a guy. <laughs> Yeah, I love it. And I love the fact, I just want to, I know we kind of talked this to death already at the beginning of the show, but I love that the players are just telling MLB to screw off. They're not abiding by this gag order. They are all over social media. They're furious. And I've, I've read oh, yeah. some things about how upset the rest of the league is about how light the punishment was for the Astros. And I don't think this is, this is going to go away anytime soon. Oh, I forgot. I forgot to mention this earlier. Part of the reason why... Well, they say Carlos Beltran stepped down, but we know what that means is because Jacob DeGrom was furious at, like, the whole Astros thing because it impacted him a lot. Um, mm-hmm. And re- reports are that he was the driving force behind uh, Carlos Beltran not being the manager. Because mm-hmm, he was thought of furious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I don't blame him. I mean, wouldn't you? Would you want that guy managing you? He probably no. hates his guts, and you can't piss off your Cy Young award-winning pitch. I mean, you're the mess. You only have so many good things in your life. You can't <laughs> ruin the good things that you have. <laughs> but yes, the uh, firing a manager who never managed a game is the Metsist thing in the history of the Mets. Never. My came. nana, rest her soul, died about five years ago. Now she was a huge Mets fan, and just. So so disgusted all the time. <laughs> if you ever want, my mom to piss grew off. up in New York. So. <laughs> <laughs> if you ever want to piss off Mets fans, say something positive about the Mets and watch their entire fan base come for you and tell you why they suck. It is the greatest thing. It is actually great, but at least they're self-aware. <laughs> Speaking of self-awareness, is um, Noah Syndergaard? Oh my God, he is so funny on Twitter. Did you guys? If you all didn't see the video, the Mean Girl video that was posted on Twitter this week. We should we should put that out on the main account as well so people mm-hmm. can see it if they missed it. It might have been the greatest video in history. It's it so funny. so funny. If you see the movie Mean Girls, you will laugh until you cry. But the very best part is at the end where Noah Sindergaard, who has nothing to do with any of this, they just <laughs> throw him in there at the very end. And he thought it was great and was talking about it online. So. Anyway, great, great week in baseball in a week where almost nothing baseball-related happened. This is what it's all about. 
Welcome and to I the 21st century poor baseball. Nick. <laughs> poor Nick, Nick this wasn't the best here. week in baseball. Mm -mm. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. All right, well, you got anything else before we go? No, um, let's just get baseball back. I miss it. Me too. All right, well, thanks for listening, guys. Um, we appreciate it as always. Please be sure to subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. And um, please do leave us reviews. We always appreciate it. I'm Amanda. You can find me on Twitter at awhite7877. You can find Nick and Ryan at DC Natchak and the show at Half Street High Heat. We will talk to you all again next week. Yeah. <laughs> You're cheating hard. Cry and cry and try to sleep, but sleep won't come the whole night through. Your cheating heart will tell on you when tears come down like falling rain. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. 
Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.